Welcome to the Whatever Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm Annabelle. I'm American. I am not. I feel like an honorary Brit today because we're in yet. We're actually at Annabelle's mom's house um, out of town. And I feel like I stepped into a little piece of England when I stepped into this house. Yeah, I feel like we kind of gave you a whole lot of culture shock all at I once. really got a cultural experience. You're even drinking your coffee yeah. out of a Union Jack I mug. I am. I am. And I would have just said the British flag and <laughs> you said Union Jack. I have some jammy Dodgers sitting on the table. There's I don't know teapots behind us. Teapots behind me. Man, it's just been a wild ride. I got to have bangers and mash for the first time. It was seriously so, so good. Oh I ended goodness. up dreaming about them last night. Did you really? Yeah, literally. Her, her mom made this rhubarb crumble. I've never had rhubarb before. It was so yummy. We made her make it again because it was so it good. It was so good. <laughs> I can't express. Um, anyway, we're coming to you today um, for another packed lineup like we always say uh, we actually got some q a from you guys um through social media so we're really excited to jump in um to some questions today so let's get into it all right so we have a couple questions from people first one's from Paige. hi Paige, and she asked us what our um our gas station order is that's like a thing right now gas station order um, mine would be sour gummy worms and either one of those like Dunkin' or Starbucks little like iced coffees you get from the fridge. The like little glass yeah. things. Mine's usually some sort of Red Bull, usually the summer edition of a Red Bull. And same thing, some sort of gummy something like a worm or a ring or a peach ring or <laughs> something like that. How's rooming together? Fun, crazy, and adventure. That's from it's Emma. All right. It's all right. <laughs> it's bearable. <laughs> it's very convenient. It is extremely convenient, I will say. No, it's been really, really fun. I think um, we were like, we kind of knew each other before Anbo moved in. I think we had just start, really started becoming great friends before Anbo moved in. We became friends after we had signed a lease. To, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and then like, we started hanging out a lot. But we, we ran in the same circles. And then during this whole situation i would go over to annabelle's house we we had like my quarantine team or something whatever people say and so it was like the same couple people i would spend time with and i would go over we'd do workouts in their backyard we'd do lists and stuff and it was a lot of fun but that's not the question the question is (laughs) how's rooming together fun crazy and adventure i think it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for sure yeah it's the best and I gotta say, like, I have had some really horrible roommate experiences in the far past now. Thank the Lord. Oh my gosh, same. Um, but it's so nice when you have people that are over and, or not over, people that live with you, <laughs> that live with you, that um, are friends but aren't, like, overbearing. Because, you know, yeah, that's, like, always a scary thing. Yeah, I feel like I've had a different couple, like, experiences where it's, like, you're best friends with your roommate, therefore you have to do everything with them. Yeah. And the second you bring another roommate or another, sorry, another friend into the house, it's like, oh, who is this? Why are you, are you betraying else? me? Yeah. yeah. And it's just really awkward. Yeah. And it's not that at all. I think it's just like a fun, I don't know. We'll randomly do stuff together. I don't know. Just randomly. I don't know. I feel like I'm like sputtering out of control. It's been a great experience. Yeah. It's been so much fun. And then like even coming this weekend, like, on this trip being here in her mom's house, I love. Your mom is a queen. My no mom is the best person I've ever met. She's really the sweetest person She's in the world. She's literally incredible. And, like, I, I've only had, like, a handful of experiences with friends where, like, 
like I get to have an experience like this and it's fun. Cause so I feel like when I go over to people's houses, sometimes or like family's houses or run trips to families, it can be a little awkward. Cause I'm just like, I just like feel yeah. like the whatever wheel. Cause it's <laughs> like their, their, their kids coming back. But it was literally so much fun. And um, yeah, Annabelle's literally the best. You're such a great friend. You're yeah, such, such a great a friend great to friend me. Erica. It was just such a good we had such a good little weekend here. It was so much fun. It was fun. much needed. That's what gets We away. got our, our little creative outlets, which was great. Oh my word. That was so much needed. Tell them about that, Annabelle. Yeah. So I think we kind of shared last week about, or at least I shared last week, how I was feeling really um, self-conscious and just kind of stuck in a rut with photography. And it's just really difficult sometimes, like we said, when there's so many photographers, it's like, why would I even showcase my work or even try when literally anything else anyone puts out is going to be better than what I do and I just was feeling like a lack of inspiration and so one of my good friends from Fort Myers he we've taken pictures together over the past few years and he's so creative and he's amazing I would like he is literally so cool he's the coolest dude in the world yeah He's so nice and awesome dude. Yeah. I don't know. It was just such a cool experience. Cause he was just like having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he has so much knowledge. So like when you do stuff with him, one, it's super fun because you're both trying ideas you've never tried before. And it's like unrushed. No one's paying for your time. Yeah. No one's paying for something specific. They want, you can just try anything. And so we got to all just kind of be creative, but at the same time, like, I learned so much from both of these people because they are so, no, such same. creatives. Okay, and even fine. like, it was cool because um, Nate would mention a couple things of like two years ago when we shot and he's like, are you still doing it this way? And I'm like, no, you taught me different. And like, you can really like learn and grow from each other, which is really cool. Um, so it was just really helpful. Like I felt like I had no inspiration whatsoever. I just really wanted to do some kind of studio shoot. That was the only thing I had a desire to do. So we set up Law Home Studio in this office space and just kind of played some music, played some Demi Lovato and when three creative mix, creatives mix plus Demi Lovato, like it's going to be a you know, good time. You know, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, it, and it was the best day. Seriously, it was, I think, especially for us, like, I, it's a, a profession almost for me. I do video and photo work all the time. Like as my, as my full-time job, I do video work and creative um, like concept creation and stuff like that. And so for me, like I feel like I've gotten into the trap of feeling like, Oh, I do this all the time. And like outside of the time, I want to do other stuff too. And I feel like I like, I have my other outlets and stuff. But it was so nice to just like, take pictures with no pressure or yeah, like trying exactly. to things with no pressure. And I feel like everything is so, I feel like our generation and I, I this isn't everybody. So I don't want to make a blanket statement, but I feel like everything's so driven by money and success. Yeah. Like you do something to make the money or you do something yeah. to be known for it and stuff like that. And I, I, I hate that. Like I, no, I agree a hundred percent. So I only used to do fun shoots. Like yeah. I used to literally me and Nate would, hang out regularly and we started like this whole little club that would take pictures all the time for fun and I was always doing it with whatever friend group I had to the point where I was like people are like oh you take pictures or you're a photographer I'm like oh no I just do it for fun and I felt almost like this shame because I didn't do it for money I only did it for fun so then I went the complete opposite where I, I tried to start a business out of it and only did it for money and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I was like, wait, this, I'm just taking people, wait, what? I just didn't understand it. Yeah. And I think you you probably agree with me on this. Like the business side of it is so weird. Like, it's like, why, why am I taking your money when I, 
would do this. I wouldn't, this I is would genuinely just, fun. Yeah. And we've, we've said that before, but it's still just weird. Like drafting contracts. and so The business thing is like my weakest side, which is horrible. We're my pushing mom. each other. Yeah, we really, we really are. And, and it's not that it's all about the money, but obviously if you have a gift and people, people, you deserve to be compensated for your gift kind yeah. of thing. But I just feel like this generation is so driven by do this for the money. And I, and, and, and to an extent, like I, I, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to live in stuff. It's just like when that's the only motivation for everything you do and you yeah. stop having fun, I feel like that's when it's the issue. And I feel like a lot of people lose the fun part of it and they just want the the success or whatever out of it. And it, it breaks my heart a little bit, but this weekend was a good reminder that I needed to do more of that because I used to do all the time. So I um, used to hang out <clears throat> and mentor, you know, high school, middle school students, but the high, like the high school ones and they all, most of them have graduated now, but we would just do random stuff for fun. And I, I miss that. Like they would wake me up at like, a, they'd call me 7am to go shoot like sunrise stuff. We fly drones, we go random places, we go in abandoned buildings. And it was just fun because I would get a lot of inspiration for my normal work stuff, doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause it was just like such a, such a like, a brain freedom moment. Yeah. Well, it's hard when you're only doing, say you're just doing weddings, you're doing a wedding a week. That'd be awesome. But you're pretty much doing the same poses, even if it's different venues, you're not really trying anything new because it's their big day. So if you're trying something new, they're paying for your time. It might not work different things like that. So it's like, you, you're probably doing the, pulling the same tricks out of the bag every single week. And so if you're not finding somewhere else to try and get creative and try right, new things, right. you're not really going to grow. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like I lost a lot of that because I, I, um, where I work, it just gets very hectic very quickly. It's very fast paced. And I feel like I lost a lot of the um, doing the stuff for fun, which I this has been great. And just a different creative. I think having not just like photos and stuff, but having an outlet that's not like really driven by anything or a need to prove anything it's just to have a good time and i think you'd agree with me i think i've said that like three times now i think you'd agree with me that this is just fun like we have a good yeah. time it's really low pressure i think once you get everything set up it's like such a low pressure fun thing to do and there's really no like obviously we want people to like hear it but i think for us it's just an outlet to be able to just talk and have a conversation about the things that we're like really passionate about but also give like a sunspot to people's weeks because there's so much going on right now and it's all yeah. just like I'm blasted left, right, up, down, and sideways. I think left and right is sideways, but you get the point. Um, <laughs> with ways. just all the negative stuff going on. And I'm, not, I'm not saying being self-aware is negative. I think there's some a certain amount of awareness, but I'm just... Um, I got a tattoo yesterday. Yeah, you did. And I was at the... Um, the tattoo artist had a tat, uh, like a TV, a tattoo, had a TV. He had many tattoos. He had a TV in his workspace. And he turned it on just to have something on while I was getting the tattoo done because obviously it's a little bit painful and a little bit. And it was just the news and it was all just like political stuff. And he's like, I just miss the days where I could just, you know, see what the weather was. He's like, I can't even like check the weather. It's just this, 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 and this and that. And then he finally turned on Avatar, which was dope. And I really appreciated it. The last airbender, not the blue people. What tattoo did you get? I got a butterfly. Oh. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Mom approved. So we're good. She did? Yeah, what she did. She, she did. She, um, she, well, I said, mom, I got a tattoo for you. And she said, don't pin that on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, it is for you. And she's like, what is it? And then I gave her the explanation, like why I chose it and stuff. 
And she was like, that's really sweet. And then she like fussed at me about, not like fussed. She, she's so funny. Like I'll give an explanation. She, she extremely elaborates on a lot of things. It's so cute. But it, it, she just like really elaborated. She's like, well, I hope you know that we're just like so connected and I love being your mom. And like all this stuff. She was, she's just the best. And then. Moms are the best. They really are. In she's the best mom. We should stop right now. Like in conclusion, moms, moms are the best. Rock. That's today's podcast. Yeah. She, no, she's so sweet. And then she was like, well, let me see it. Let me see it. And so she like looked at it a few times and she, she liked it. She thought it was really cute. So That's really cool. Anyway, all My that to say. Mom gags Your mom gags at you. Oh yeah. Your mom she goes, does I not like. I want to see like, it. And then I show her for a split second. She goes, ah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see yeah, it. Her mom, your mom does not like them at all. But she's not like in a, I, the thing I love about your mom is that she can have like an opinion that's different, but she isn't like abrasive about it. Yeah, she'll no, just she's be not like, judgy. Yeah, she's not judgy. But she's also not fake. So she's going to yeah. tell you what's up. I have mad respect for that. <laughs> I think that's why I love your mom so much. I just love people that give it to you straight. Yeah. All that to say, <laughs> um, that's why I love do- having an outlet like this where it's just like nothing to prove, just fun. Because I feel like there's so much going on people's lives, people's lives that bombard them. And if this can be like the one reprieve for like half an hour, that's like the goal or to even just yeah. talk about stuff that's like not super heavy and that's Whatever. the thing i think even if you're not a photographer like find a couple people who are into the same things as you and like set up one of those days where it's unrushed you guys have nowhere else to be yeah. like even if it's i'm like completely blanking now but like whatever yeah, but here's the thing, like, and I think there's this weird conception that creative people do video or film or dance. Everybody is creative. And I know you might be thinking, I can't draw for the life of me. I can do calculus like nobody's business. Calculus is creative. Problems, everything is problem solving. At some point in your life, you'll problem solve something in any different way. If it's an, yeah. if it's a spreadsheet for an event, if it's figuring out uh, a calculation for something, that's an extremely creative process. And so whatever it looks like for you, if it's not going out and taking pictures, maybe it's doing some, some going uh, like, for a run with a group of people, going for like, a run with a group of people. You guys can push each or, other, encourage each other. Exactly. Learn different techniques from each other. Exactly. No matter what. And, and that applies to everything. Yeah. That's just like not create a creative thing. That's just a, a life thing. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's really important I mean, we always say, like, our pastors always say, like, who you'll surround yourself with is kind of who you're going to be. Like, look at your five closest friends. Yeah. and You're the sum of your five closest friends. Yeah. And so I think if you feel really stuck in whatever your passion is, look around you. And if you're not surrounded by people with similar passions, not saying that you have to be, but maybe it would be good to once a month get together, even if it's a group of strangers at first, with people with similar passions so that you can really learn from each other and push each other. That's really good. Yeah, creativity is a very key part of life. And if you don't find ways to problem solve, I keep saying problem solving, but that's really what creativity is. Like I can be, I feel like sometimes I'm the most creative when I'm just trying to figure out how to fix a doorknob when I don't have the right tools. Or like the other night I had to change a shower head and I had to figure out a way to do it because I didn't have the right wrench and I figured it out. Like it's, it's seriously just thinking at thinking of what, thinking of different ways to do things from different methodologies that might be different than what the obvious one is. And um, I don't know. I think that's just really, really liberating because once you start putting that into practice, it applies to every area of your life and becomes like a, like a second nature thing to just think through things differently, Um, which I think is um, super cool. Another question someone asked is um, how do you, how do you find creative inspiration and another one was, what is inspiring you? I think it's like a two-parter. What's inspiring you right now? Um, I think I used to really struggle with 
creative inspiration because if I didn't go into a shoot with an idea, I would think like, oh, I'm not creative. Whereas now I'm the opposite. Once I start, like I just have to start shooting and then the ideas come flowing. But what used to happen is like, wow, I have to go into this with all these ideas and plan out every shot. And I couldn't just think of those off the top of my head. So I'd like go to Pinterest, go to Instagram. And I ended up just like trying to copy exactly what everyone else was doing. And even when I would get those pictures back, I'd be like, okay, how did this person edit it? And I'd try and like recreate my presets to look exactly the way this person would have edited it. And it just wasn't creative at all. I was just cloning what someone else had already done. And it's like somebody actually paid for my time. They would have paid for that other person's time if that's what they wanted. And so... um. I kind of learned that even if it was just by myself taking pictures in my room, like my mom has a giant picture hanging of me in seventh grade laughing with an old phone. And it was like this self-portrait I did because we had a room full of antiques. And so I set up my camera on a tripod and just started taking a whole bunch of pictures. And those pictures weren't for anything, but I just kind of needed to start like thinking of ideas. And once those like creative thoughts flow they just kind of keep happening so like it's okay to get an idea off Pinterest like the shoot we did with the bubbles like Nate had seen someone else do that and was like let's try this our pictures look nothing like those ones which is okay but we just had to we started with that basis and then kind of ran from there so I think it's kind of pulling ideas from different places but not with the intent of copying them just taking that idea and interpreting them in your own way and then Honestly, once you start, it just kind of runs from there. Yeah, big time. And I think, I know for me, I I really inherit moods from people. Um, not necessarily images or framings or anything. One of my best friends, she is Alex. She's a she's a dance photographer. Well, she does everything, but she her she specializes in like dance photography. She's it's stunning. It's it's so so good. Um. But the one thing I did, like, a, I do a self-portrait a week. I started a few weeks ago just to try so to give sick. something different in my life to try to establish, one, some sort of rhythm, but two, to challenge me to think, to be thinking of something outside of work um, once a week, at least once a week. And this past week, it was this past week or two weeks ago, I saw, she's she has, her work is very emotional. It's very, like, moody. I added some movement into my pictures this week, and I edited them in a very moody way that's similar to her style. So I didn't take an exact replica of a shot of hers, but I was inspired by the mood and the emotion she gets. I'm inspired a lot by moods and emotions. I think that's a that's lot of people cool. asking what my creative process is or, and I know it sounds like really, honestly, that feels conceited to say like people ask me what my creative process is, but I, I genuinely, people ask me, I've had multiple people ask me what my process is, like how I get to an idea. And I, it's, it's hard for me to explain because I'm such an emotionally driven person. And I feel like a lot of the choices I make are just based on emotion. That's like the one time making an emotion-based decision actually is conducive to <laughs> something, something good. Um, but, I, and so it's hard, like, how do, how do I put on pen and paper emotion? You know what I mean? Like, how do I write down, oh, I just feel this way. And then because I felt this way, I did this. It's just like, you can't calculate something like that. I don't know. It's super weird. So I, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, yeah, sorry. You're going to say something. No, I was just saying, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, that's that's been the hardest thing for me is trying to explain people how to. And, and that's also one of the things I struggle with most is being a creative person is trusting people to be able to match a vision I have because I am, I feel it. I feel a lot of things and it's not so calculated, which I'm trying to be better about make, making it more of an equation than just doing it myself and trying to communicate vision to someone else. But 
I don't know. That's that's the hardest thing. Sorry, that was like a really long ramble to say. I'm very emotional, and I find a lot of my inspiration from my friends who are also as emotional or as moody as I am and try to replicate that emotion in my things. Okay, a lighthearted one. Um, Mustang or Camaro? Um, any car with wheels, I'm cool with. <laughs> any car that um, drives and does not make the sound like... Uh, so I had my first car I ever had was a 1998 Honda CRV. It was the biggest gift of my life. And two people that mentor me that are like, they're like my second parents to me, um, surprised me with it. They just like, were like, hey, um, I... I, it, it's a it's a long story it's actually a really crazy story but at the end of the day they were like we want to we have this car we want to give you they gave me the car that car that's amazing it was it, i wish like i got rid of it but i because it was it was on its way out it was a really sad day and honestly when i when i got my car ahead now before i got the car ahead now i was like man i wish i could just find this exact same car and just just drive another one it's just my favorite that's what i did is that oh yeah yeah cannibal has really bad um i've had multiple car luck car losses they've been totaled multiple times but it's never been me doing the totaling in a tragic like role like not like oh someone rear-ended her like flip into a ditch flip into a ditch at 4 a.m anyway um thanks john love you um, but i i maybe that's the denial in me pretending like things never happened like when that car was totaled i was like no it's fine but we'll like it never happened and bought the exact same car the exact same color and i was like i mean i did love that car but it was just part of me was like yeah that way we can just act like it just never happened just clean slate which it's probably not healthy i, I think uh, who knows i don't know i if mine was just like a comfort thing I'm like wow oh, that's my first car i just loved it so so much but towards the end of its life, um, it would make sounds like a roller coaster. To this day, I can still you, don't. Can you, like, it was show like sounds. clink, 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 clink. <laughs> no, it was like, I don't know how to explain it, but if you were in my car, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And people would make fun of me for it. Like um, one of my best friends, Will, he'd be like, I didn't know we were going to Disney. He would just like make like dumb jokes. Like, oh my, everyone buckle in. We're got to go on the drop. Like there's like <laughs> dumb stuff like that. Um, yeah, but that car, man, I loved that car so much. That was my favorite thing in the whole world. And it had so many miles on it. Uh, the only reason I turned in was it was literally on its last leg. And I think to, to fix it, it would have, it would have cost more to fix it than it would have to, um, than what it was worth. But I got a good three years out of that car and it was the best three years of my life. I think three or four years out of the car and it was the best three or four years of my life. It seriously was the best. I get really sentimental with cars. I what think because that? like I move a ton, whereas like the car is like the consistent like safe space that's mine and only mine. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just get weirdly sentimental about them. I'm weird with cars and I have some weird comfort thing with cars. And if something's wrong with my car, then I get very panicked. And it's like a, I don't know, it's just like a weird comfort. I'm sure everyone in their life has something that if, if it's broken or it's not working, they just like freak out. If it's like your phone, like my phone breaks, it sucks. But like, I'm, I'm like not panicked over it. Like there are people that like, if they lost their phone, they're, they're losing their mind. Like I'd be panicking just because I can't get anywhere without my phone telling me how to get there. Understood. So all that to say, Mustang for me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, Mustang, uh, the Camaros are, um, it's like, I think of them as the Bumblebee cars from Transformers. I've never seen Transformers. <gasps> Do you know who Bumblebee is no. in Transformers? The yellow one? The yellow I've robot? I've seen Transformers. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> just a really big pop culture thing. I didn't know if you just knew what they looked like or no, anything. I live under a rock. No, you don't. 
Yeah, why? Because I live where you live and it's not a rock. <laughs> if you're Patrick Star, then I'm SpongeBob. And God, God help me now. <laughs> if I'm SpongeBob, God help us all. Uh, the queen, the queen, what is it? The queen, save us. What is it? Is there God a save saying? the queen. God save the queen. God save the queen. What's the one thing you miss most about um, England? Just the genuineness of spending time with people. Is Annabelle, I said more frivolous than that. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Let me know. So basically, like the culture there is that if you're going out for dinner with someone, you're not just grabbing food and leaving. You are there and you are committed. You're, you don't have plans afterwards. Like you are there to spend time with them and yeah. have dinner with them. Like that is the culture. Like it's unrushed. Everywhere yeah. you go is unrushed. And I feel like it's just so intentional. Not saying that that's not how anyone is here, but I feel like that is just. That's literally the culture. No, big time. And that's the one thing I actually noticed on this trip I was very convicted about is that when we went places, I, I, I'm i just so used to like do, do like things being t- pretty much like a task. Like you go, you eat, you go into your next thing, whatever. And the first night we got here, we like sat, we ate, and then we sat for a good like probably hour after. Like two or three hours. <laughs> I don't know if it, <laughs> it was, was that long. It was, a, it was a long while. Yeah. And I remember the whole time thinking, not a negative way, I was just like, man, like we're done. Like, shouldn't we be leaving now? Cause that's just such a normal thing. Like you finish your thing, you move on to your next thing yeah. and you rush past it. And then even at like brunch yesterday, we had brunch and I went to go get my tattoo. It took about an hour and I thought they would be walking around doing something. I texted Annabelle said, Hey, you know, I'm done. She was like, great. We're actually still at the restaurant. Like they'd just been sitting and chilling and talking the whole time. Like so unrushed. And I'm so used to being rushed with everything. Like moves to the next thing. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And no one had their phones out either. Which was like a huge thing because I was just like, man, like everyone usually is like on their phone doing something or whatever. It was just such a like, it like seeing that was such a palate cleanse for me to be like, I need to be more intentional about not rushing through things as quickly, not trying to pack in my personal time, not trying to pack so much of my schedule that I'm just rushing to the next thing. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Yeah. And just being able Which to Which is like, how I am. And so it's always really good refresher whenever I am home. Yeah. Because it's like, no, like the reason I asked this person to get coffee or to get dinner wasn't to eat food or drink coffee. Like that's just kind of the excuse you use right. to see that person and spend time with that person. Yeah, big time. And even like on Saturday when we were with, um, with Nate, like t- taking pictures and stuff. It was just so refreshing for all of us to be like, we don't have any plans for us today. Yeah. Like, like do you have anywhere uh, you need to be? Yeah. No. Want to go get some Doc Wayne to the mall? Got him Doc Martens. Like, yeah. yeah, we just, we just did whatever. And it was so refreshing to just not have a rush day. I don't know. So that, that makes a lot of sense. My shallow answer is I miss the chocolate. You did say <laughs> you, you miss the chocolate. And didn't you say you have a, you wait till the last day. When it comes to food, I have to be so disciplined because I have zero self-control. So I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So if I'm following a nutritional plan, I am doing the strictest one there is and I'm doing it for a certain amount of days and I will never break it. Like there's no in between or I'm literally eating ice cream for every meal. Like there's literally no in between. And so when it comes to me going to England, they have the best chocolate you will ever have. It's just when you go to England, eat Capri chocolate. Don't buy it in America. It's made here. Anyway, but <laughs> go to England, eat Capri chocolate. But I know the second I eat it, I don't stop. So I have to have so much self-control or discipline that when I go to England, I don't let myself eat it till the last day. 
because once I start eating it, I don't stop. So I eat it for literally 24 hours straight to the point where I get so unwell yeah. that I have to like lay in bed for hours because I'm in genuine pain because I've eaten so much. And there's no regret, but it's just, if I would have started that day one, then the whole two weeks or however long of the trip is, that's how it would have been spent. <laughs> so I literally have to wait until then. Yeah, it's so funny because Cadbury chocolate, Cadbury, Cadbury, Cadbury. Like, Cadbury chocolate, you say it so much better. Cadbury chocolate, like that Cadbury eggs and stuff like that, like at Easter. Yeah. It's just so crazy how different, I don't know, American chocolate versus English chocolate could be. It's which, a whole world. I yeah. gave my cousin, when I was in like seventh grade, I went back to England and I brought my cousin a Hershey bar, just like, oh, this is from America. And I was trying to be nice and she took a bite and physically gagged in front of me and was like, why would you give me this? Like Yikes. she was genuinely offended. Well, I feel like I'm missing out on a whole experience now. If it you was really that. are. Yikes. Um, I got jammy Dodgers, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. I love shortbread cookies, like the shortbread cookies that have like the jam in the middle. And um, I know about Jamie Dodgers from this really random claymation called Flushed Away. I think everyone saw it. It was about the rats. I don't know why that was. Who greenlit that movie? I just, <laughs> I have an idea. It's going to be a claymation movie about rats in the sewer, no living in the sewer. But anyway, they were like English rats. <laughs> and so they talked about, that was like, like whenever they got in trouble, they were like, Jamie Dodgers. And I was like, what the heck? Is it, I, mean, I, I had no idea what it was. So we were in public yesterday getting rhubarb and English baked beans, which are different from American baked beans. I Big learned. Difference. Big difference. They're more like tomato-y. They're not barbecue. And honestly, yeah. I think they're better than American baked beans. You could Don't eat them for me. breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Really could eat them at every meal. And I saw Jimmy Dodgers and I was like... <gasps> I've always wanted to know what they were. So I got them. They're really, really yummy. And I'm a big, big fan. And I kind of want to eat them with my coffee. And I will once you stop recording because I'm very excited about them. I feel like, again, an honorary Brit. <laughs> I've been asking so many annoying questions. On They're not annoying. Them. They are good questions. I'm like, what's a crumpet? It's like, genuinely don't. I, you just hear people like, tea and crumpet? Like, it's just like yeah. a funny thing. I'm like, what's a crumpet? What else? Do I, I asked a bunch of just like random stuff. Like, is Sam Smith a... A star in is, is what did I say? A crown jewel. Of a crown England. jewel of England. You're like who's the Beyonce of England? And it's Adele, which I thought would be like just a, a stereotypical answer, but it's literally Adele, which is yeah. which is crazy to me. And I don't know. I just learned I learned so much <laughs> about about England this weekend, and I'm I'm very very happy about it. It's a great time. I can't wait for the world to go back to healthy so that I can go to England. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because yeah. your, mo your mom was supposed to go this summer, right? We were all supposed to go July 4th. Oh man. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I'm still very sad, but that's okay. Um, yeah, traveling. I love traveling, but traveling alone as a female sometimes is a little sketch. Even in places like you know, it's just like super yeah. sketchy. Anyway, we're not going to get on that tangent today. Um, <laughs> and actually, I think we're we're out of time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Time flies. Every time we start these, I'm like, how are we going to talk for this long and then I look at the time and I'm like oh wow and there we like, go oh shoot we did it that's literally so freaking funny um anyway guys thank you so much for listening to the whatever podcast I'm Erica that's Annabelle and we will see you next week yeah see you next week bye <laughs>